Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. insults me right now. You are a polygamist. I won't get angry because I know I'm not. I know you are polygamist in confusion because there are too many things in your head and you are getting confused. So you are poly ideas. I will never sit there and worry that I'm a polygamist. Or if somebody comes here right now and says, Brother you are five feet seven inches. I will not think about it one day. Because I am not five seven. Because it won't do me anything. If it was 80% true, 90% true, 99% true, I will be worried about it. But this thing is 300% false. So don't change it. Because something which is false will never affect you. Never. So listen, when a gossip disturbs you, or people are talking to you, and they say something, and you get angry, it's because the thing is true. One day, a gentleman came to me and he said, um, Daddy, people say I'm proud. I'm getting disturbed. Am I proud? I said, you have said so. Because if you are not proud, why will it disturb you? But you see, Whenever they say it and the thing is true, eh, it cuts into you. It's conviction. The word of God is described as a two-edged sword. Look at Hebrews chapter chapter 4. No, but all scripture is given for instruction. Let's go back to that scripture. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Now, <laughs> oh Jesus. Udim, Uncle Moses, we are not preaching the word though. We are not preaching the scriptures. We use the scriptures these days to encourage people and make them happy. 
and they think the scripture is for encouragement to make people happy but look at the use of the scripture doctrine number two reproof number three correction number three instruction in righteousness reproof correction instruction in righteousness and when we used to go to church of Pentecost and go to Baptist church and go to assemblies of God and go to presby Sunday biara or so forth or be boyechi because of fast scripture now scripture need to say abba or the be boyechi so we know today we are going for pastor to use the scriptures to lash us these days we go for them to use the scriptures to make us feel good the church is full of children you can't correct no, 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 no. If they are in a marriage and they decide to fight, they will fight. You, the pastor, you can't say anything. Listen, I nearly said this. Anybody who dishonors the word of God and the scripture from the Bible, the scripture will cut you. The scripture will cut you. The scripture will cut you. The Bible said the way of the transgressor is hard. And you know what happens? They make us overwork. Rebellious human beings sitting in the church. Everybody knows the way they think. Everybody knows what they want. And when they come to church, they are waiting for the pastor to tell them what they want to hear. Having itching ears and heaping upon themselves teachers who will tell them what they want to hear. Unfortunately for those of you, there's a pastor. You have the wrong type of pastor. I am not the kind who will make people happy, give them pampers and put feeding bottle in their mouth. I am called as a strategic preacher, an apostle of the word of God. And God put the word of God in my mouth. And I'm not going to say something just to make you happy. And just to say something to papa you and cuddle you and treat you like a baby. Living 
and it is active, full of power, making it operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of the soul and the spirit and completeness of a person and of joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and judging every thought and intentions of the heart. Now let's go back to King James. The word of God is quick and powerful. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of, of soul and spirit and of joint and marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And Pastor Mike, I was lying down yesterday and I was meditating and meditating and meditating. I said, Lord, I need you to give me one scripture in the life of Jesus where this scripture I can find all the three. And the Lord led me to Luke chapter 5. In Luke chapter 5, the Bible teaches us something very intriguing. Luke 5. Let me get it. Luke 5 verse 17. Luke 5 17. Luke 5 17. And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching. Somebody says, say, as he was teaching. Come on, say it, as he was teaching. Come on, say it, as he was teaching. Jesus made it a point to teach. As he was teaching. These days the Christians don't like to be taught. They don't want the word. As he was teaching. <laughs> that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by which had come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and J- Jerusalem. So, he said, as he was teaching, Pharisees and doctors of the law. Not of the word, but of the law. Sometimes you think you know the word, but actually what you are carrying is the law. You don't have the word. So, teachers, Pharisees, and doctors of the law, they had come out of every town. So, in their case, they came just to test him and see what is in him. They came out of every town. But the Bible said, because he was teaching, the power of the Lord was present to heal. If you want the power, teach. You know what? When I see a good preacher, a good preacher, a good preacher, when I'm sitting there and somebody's teaching the word and somebody's coming to preach, and the person starts by shouting, I know that Adiwe am from So I teach all my people stand behind this pulpit. I tell them, I don't want to hear you scream. No, no, no. I sat in this scripture, I watched this man, Minister Joshua Bagbara. And I told my wife, I said, Pearl, this man will be a very powerful man in the things of the spirit. And that's because, you see, when the man stands here, he takes his time. He takes his time. The reason mommy is a good preacher 
is that when mommy stands here, she doesn't scream from the beginning. Mommy takes her time. I saw them analyzing a certain footballer. Adam Atrauri. They were analyzing why his end product and his end delivery is poor. Because the man can run for one whole football season and score only three goals, but he ran more than everybody. And they said that is because the man runs too fast. And they said that level of running, you don't think. So at the end of the day, he doesn't know when to release the ball and when to pass it. When to go on with it and at what angle to shoot and what foot to use. Because the speed is too much. I know some of you sometimes you just watch brothers and they're like, oh, daddy can fire, daddy can fire. Listen, I am not noise. When I'm even firing, you watch me. It is one scripture after the other. One scripture after the other. One scripture after the other. One. Listen, my boy Juma and I'm a when I stand here, I want to take my time. So sometimes I will stand here and you think I'm, I'm about to fall asleep. When mommy stands here, you see her. She takes it one, two, three, four. She's getting her introduction. She's getting her preamble. She's putting herself together. And so I advise people, when you stand here, don't start shouting. Some two are like, oh! We feel the fire. But you see, I don't mind you shouting. But quote the scriptures. No, if you are shouting in Jeremiah chapter 6 verse that. Isaiah chapter 6 verse that. Matthew chapter. I don't have a problem with you. But when the shouting is, and whether the devil likes it or not, today we are sitting on top of the devil. Everybody shake your leg and say the devil is under my foot. Then a bicycle rider is better than you. Come and clap your hands and scream it. Listen, I, I don't want to put you behind this pulpit. And after you preach one hour, we don't the, the whole one hour, you didn't quote even more than five scriptures. And watch this. In football, there's something they call link up play. When you stand in front of this scripture, in front of this pulpit, I want to see you line upon line, precept upon precept. I want to see a man who will take a, a verse from Jeremiah and link it up with another one in Micah and take the Micah one and link it up with something in the book of Matthew and pick the book of Matthew and link it up with the book of Revelation and I know that I have a didascalos, a teacher, a master of the scriptures who is standing behind the pulpit. Listen to me in the universities. We have doctors and professors. Can we have doctors and professors of the word of God in the church? Come and clap your hands and scream like a so he was teaching and the power of God was present to him when I go the other day mommy was talking about you and prophet Hachimai the way you link up is so interesting and that's because when prophet is in a meeting, I'm not a young man anymore. I'm way past 60. Way, way, way past 60. He's a younger man. 
when I stand here, I know my job is to teach. No, a time will come, even some of the running I do and lay hands on people and still jump a little bit and pour oil on people. And a time is coming, I may not do even more of that again. It will be very little. I will teach and teach and preach the way I do. And after that, I'll just sit in a chair and allow a younger man to do the running and the jumping and the screaming. And that because by the time I finish teaching, the power of God will be present to heal them all. And today, what I'm doing is intentional because by the time I turn over to the prophet, and you notice something about prophet Ajumai, when I hand over to prophet Ajumai, he doesn't attempt to teach because he knows the foundation has been laid. He knows that his big brother has come here to teach the word and his job is to make use of the power to heal and to prosper and to preach and to and to, to preach and to and to prosper the people and to bring deliverance to the people and healing to the people so you know this is as soon as he takes over he just flows and he can start with the screaming and the shouting and everything because you know what the foundation has been laid so Jesus is ministering and then the verse number 18 whilst he was ministering and the power was present some people took advantage of it behold the man man brought in a bed a man that was sick and taken with palsy and they sought the means to bring him in and lay him before him let's go and when they could not find by what me by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and they let him down through the tiling with his couch into the mist before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven. Now, you know, I told you, every scripture is given, and the Bible said the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the div- piercing to the dividing asunder of the soul and of the spirit and of the joint and marrow and it's a discerner of the intent and the thought of the heart and I want to show you these three things the word of God dividing between the soul and the spirit and the word of God dividing between the joint and the marrow and the word of God discerning the intents and the thoughts of the hearts of men I want to show you all these three things occurring in this scripture is that okay and that one the Holy Ghost showed me when he says, son, thy sins are forgiven. Son, your sins are forgiven. That word, your sins are forgiven. Divided between the soul and the spirit. Now sit up tight and listening to Papa E. When the word of God comes for forgiveness, for healing, for deliverance the word of god is always for dividing so in the beginning let the heavens separate from this let these waters be separated from that water the word of god in fact that word sharper is actually a word which means cutter it's able to cut the word of god can cut it can go through spaces you see angels Angels, if Vanessa and Jean-Pierre were close together with no space, an angel can sit be- between the two of you. I remember I was in Apostle Kwekudazi's church in, in London. 
and I was about to minister and I saw an angel walk through the meeting, walk through the door and the angel came to where I was sitting. Somebody was sitting next to me on my left. The angel came and sat between the two of us and he fitted into the space and I looked at the angel. I was shocked because how did he sit between me and somebody else? But the angel fitted fully like a full human being only that he had a radiance. As soon as he sat by me, he picked me up into the spirit. I saw myself, boom, like somebody whose body, whose spirit had left his body. And then we were up there. And he told me, he said, Kenneth Hagin is dead. I said, I know that. He said, when Kenneth Hagin died and was going to heaven, the teaching anointing and the grace that was upon him, he didn't take it to heaven. He left it on earth. And that writing of the books and everything, he left it on earth. Do you want some of it? I said, I want some. He said, yes, you are a writer already. But from now, you will write faster and you will write deeper things. And after that, he dropped me like bullfruit. You know the way women drop bullfruit in the frying oil? Coupon. I saw myself coupon in the chair. And I heard Apostle Kwekuda, you are standing on the pulpit and you are saying, Daddy, Daddy, I think they thought I was absent-minded. I was not absent-minded. I was gone. But I'm talking about spaces. The space the word of God can enter. I'm about to tell you something that may confuse you, but try and understand it. That the word of God goes between your soul and your spirit. Your soul is the realm of your intellect, the realm of your emotions, and the realm of your will. But the word of God goes between the two. That means the word of God does not live in your soul, in your will, and in your emotions. is between the two. So, your sins are forgiven. But you see, when he says your sins are forgiven, it doesn't mean you will feel you are forgiven. Because to feel you are forgiven is in your soul. But to know you are forgiven is a spiritual thing in your spirit. So you see, I am a child of God does not mean I feel like I'm a child of God. Listen, if I did an altar call today and I said, anybody who is not right with God, anybody who believes you have offended God, come forward for prayer. Half of the room, if they were not shy, they will come forward. But the Bible said there is therefore now no condemnation. So you really don't have a business standing in front here. But because you don't know the word and the word has not divided between your spirit and your soul, you are still walking about and you feel condemned. That is why Jesus Christ is washing people's feet with water. And Peter said, I just want you to bath me with the water. The man's soul is not purified. So you can, you can be forgiven and because you don't feel forgiven, you still think God has not forgiven you. He said Christ died on the cross and he said he, he became a curse for us. And if he became a curse, just like he became sin and took away our sin, when he died on the cross, he took away your curse. You are not cursed anymore. There's no ancestral curse on you. There, no, 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 no. You are not a child of your ancestor. You are a child of God. We have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So you know what? 
I stopped being a descendant of Nyoknab years ago. The day I got born again, my father changed. Mr. Nyoknab was not my father anymore. He was my adopted father. When I say, Abba, Father, God of all, Keeper, Savior of my soul, through all the ages, you are perfect in all of your ways. Hallelujah, oh. Hallelujah, oh. Hallelujah, oh. Hallelujah, oh. Hallelujah. So you see, the difference between me and you is because I have allowed the word of God to go between my soul and my spirit. So you see, when I'm praying for the sick, I'm casting out devils. My soul sometimes can doubt and be afraid. And my will and my emotions will say, what about if it doesn't happen? And sometimes I can be coming to church and me, myself, I feel a little depressed. A little sad about something I have heard. But the word of God is between my soul and my spirit. So, what I'm feeling will not affect my delivery. My delivery. What I am feeling. Now, so you know, sometimes in my mind, am I afraid? I remember somebody asked me before. He said, Brother Isu, have you been afraid before? I said, every day. Every day, something scares me. But I know, I don't walk in my soul. I walk in the spirit. 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 So the word of God, it goes between your soul and your spirit. The word of God, your spirit is born again. And when the Holy Ghost regenerated, the Holy Ghost regenerated your spirit, but not your soul. Your soul is transformed and renewed as you take the word of God for the renewing of your mind and the spirit of God energizing you. But as for the spirit, he's a brand new man. So can I declare this? There is no sin in you because your spirit is pure. Now, the only thing is that it's your soul that is struggling. It's like building a brand new house around a public toilet. That is the only way. condition. loving that your soul is born again but your soul is st- your spirit is born again but your spirit is around the bangira of your soul the soul realm full of nonsense doubt fear sin negativity but your spirit is a brand new man and you know uh, and the lord said to me lord Lot is like the spirit. Sodom and Gomorrah is like the soul. 
and the righteous man walking in the midst of Sodom and Gomorrah and vexing his soul from day to day. And that is why many times you can feel that your spirit is getting grieved because your spirit is telling your soul, bro, what are you doing? Bro, what are you doing? Bro, you are pulling me back. Bro, you are pulling me back. The reason why we are sitting here now receiving the word, the reason we are sitting here now being rebuked, the reason we are sitting here now being corrected is not because of our spirit. Because our spirit man has been perfected by God Almighty. We are here because of our soul. We are here because of the baller. We are here because of the bangira. And that is why Paul himself will get confused, not get confused. Paul himself will be realistic and say, when I want to do the right, the eye is my spirit. But he said, the flesh, that is the soul. So in us is this constant struggle. But when you are a master in the scriptures, you know that, you know what? Don't look at the reaction of the soul. Look at the reaction of the spirit. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.